Thank God for this praise team and this band and the anointing on them. Man, they know how to set the atmosphere and they don't, they don't just show up and do this. It takes time and preparation, getting ready. <laughs> In case y'all didn't know it, God's on the move. Oh, you didn't hear me. God's moving. God is moving. As a matter of fact, he's always been moving. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. When he did this, the Bible says the earth was without form and it was void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, the Bible says, depending on the translation, says the Spirit of God was moving, hovering. One translation says brooding. Like a mother bird broods over her nest hovering brooding the spirit was moving over the face of the waters and then he created if you go to the next verse it says let there be light and we see god begins the creation event where he created all things and all things were made by him and nothing was made that was made except it was made by him. So the spirit is on the move. Today I want to turn your attention to a scripture in Judges chapter 13, the story of Samson's birth and life. And the spirit is moving. When we think about the word move, it's used in a lot of different connotations in a lot of different ways. People are on the move. Companies are on the move. Companies are moving to Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Corporations are moving here. People are moving from one house to another house, from one city to another city. The average American moves every five years. How long has it been since you moved? If somebody's in your way, you tell them, move. Some of you, when you drive your car, you blow your horn and you say that often. Move out of my way. Move, move over. Somebody say, that's me. Come on, be honest. On the move. A lot of people are moving, a lot of things are moving. There is a lot of movement, there is a lot of activity, there is a lot of shifting in the world today. Somebody shout, on the move. When it comes to spiritual things, God is moving. The Holy Spirit is moving. God has always been moving. God moves where there is freedom for Him to move. He moves where people are open. To the moving of the Spirit. Some places have shut him down. 
Some people have never seen him move. Over our ministry, we've had people come into our services that have never been in a place like this. It was their first time. I remember when we planted this church almost 20 years ago, we were nine weeks in a wedding chapel, and then we were nine weeks in a Seventh-day Adventist building. And I remember during those second nine weeks in the Seventh-day Adventist building, there was a, a man that came, and he made the statement after the service. He said, I told God if I'd get out of here, he would never have to worry about me coming back. But he came back the next Sunday. He got bit by the moving of God. I've had some over the years to say, I ain't never felt nothing like this. The moving of God, the presence of God. And mind you, it's not about what we feel. It's about what we know from this book. But when you have an encounter with the real God, when you bump into him, when he moves where you are, you will feel something from time to time. You will know in your knower that it's not just something ordinary. It's not religion. It's not ceremony. It's not ritual. It's not just going through the motions. But somehow, someway, you had an encounter with the real God that created the heavens and the earth. So God is on the move, and when the Spirit of God moves, when He really moves, things begin to happen. I've been in places where it seems that God was not there. He was there because He inhabits the whole universe. He's omnipresent. That means He is everywhere at all times. He is omniscient. He knows all things. He's omnipowerful. He has all power over everything, over everybody. He is an omni-God. But I've been in some places, and it seemed like God was not there, and it seemed like he was hiding from us. Job said that in chapter 23. He said, it seemed that God was hiding from me, but he knows the way that I take. He said, I went to the left where he had been. I went to the right. I went where he had been. And it seemed that God was hiding from me. But God knows the way that I take. And when he has tried me, I shall come forth as pure gold. So God is moving. And when God begins to move, things happen. When God begins to move, people get saved. When God begins to move, people get healed. When God begins to move, people get delivered from their vices. When God begins to move, laws are overturned and things that have been in place 49 years, almost 50 years begin to shift. When God begins to move, everything changes. When God begins to move, people begin to change. When God begins to move, people that would never darken the door of the church say, hey, maybe I need to go see what is going on. They want to come and see us burn, but when they get here, they catch on fire themselves. On the move. God is on the move. These are exciting times. These are troubling times because we've never walked here before. But these are exciting times. I can't wait to see what God did tomorrow. 
because he's already done it. He's already got it all mapped out. He's just watching it. He is time. He always was, he is, and he always will be. God's concept of time is not our concept of time. We look at time as a perpetual moving thing. But then there's such a thing as chronos time, where God just shows up at the moment and he drops something in your spirit for such a time as this. I need to tell you, God is moving in the earth. We are experiencing movement of God on planet earth. There are some pockets of revival. There are some people that are hungry. There are some people that are waiting for a move of God. Some that are looking for a move of God. In Matthew 18, he said, whenever two or three are gathered in my name, I will be there in the midst of them. In Psalm 22, verse 3, you know what he said? In Psalm 22, God wants to show up where you are and move in the midst. Of where you are. He's on the move. In Judges chapter 13, we read the story of how Samson came to be. Now, when I say the name of Samson, most people think long hair, long haired strong boy. And that's what he was. And then some of you think of Delilah. You better be careful whose lap you lay your head in. But that's another message for another day. Today I want to talk to you about God on the move and how Samson came to be. In Judges chapter 13 it says, Again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, which means they had done evil before. So again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. How many know 40 is the number of testing? 41 is the number of breakthrough. But 40 years, they had to go into Philistine captivity because they had done evil. You better be careful when you think you're going to do some evil. There are consequences... I know you don't want to hear this, but there are consequences to your sin. There are consequences to what you do. There are consequences to where you go. There are consequences to how you act. They did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines 40 years. Now, there was a certain man from Zorah. Zorah. You know what Zorah means? It means beasting or wasp or scourge of leprosy. Let me translate it for you. It was not a good place. You didn't want to be from there. Who wants to be at the place of the wasp sting or the bee sting? The place of scourging or leprosy. But there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of the Danites. He was from the family of Dan. Dan, however, means straight line, shooting straight, going 
in a straight direction, living straight, acting straight. So what that tells me, you might be from a place of leprosy and scourging and wasp stings and bee stings, but you can still go straight. Your family can still do straight, do right, be right, act right, regardless of where you are from. I get so tired of hearing people say, well, I can't help it because I'm from, I'm from, I'm from, I'm from. So what? It doesn't matter where you're from. What matters is how you act when you go where you go. So there was a certain man from the scourge of leprosy, but he was from the family of do it right, walk right, live right, go straight. And his name was Manoah. And it's interesting that his name means rest, settled, established. So it does matter how your family goes. When your family goes straight, when your family goes right, regardless of where you're from, regardless of your background, regardless of your circumstances in the past, you can still have rest. You can still be settled. You can still have peace. You can still be what God wants you to be. So this is the beginning of Manoah. And then it says, and his wife was barren. And she had no children. And in those days, it was an embarrassment to be barren. They took it very seriously. It was a humiliating thing if a woman could not have children. And this man from the scourge of leprosy, whose family was walking right, who was settled and established and had rest and peace because of who he had decided to be. His wife was barren. She had no fruit. There was no production. There was no productivity. She could not have children, even though he was doing right, living right, settled, established, acting right. There were no children. And there's some folks that do your best to live right, to serve God, to be established, to act right, to help others. And it seems like there's no production, there's no fruit. Even though you've done everything you know to do up to this point, it seems like you're not getting ahead. You're not getting where you ought to go. You're not being all that God has promised you to be. You're not receiving all that has been promised to you by God. And I know it's frustrating. I have good news. The angel of the Lord appeared to this barren woman. And he said to her, Indeed, now you are barren. Now, right now, for the time being. And you have borne no children. But, 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 But you shall conceive. I know that right now you have no children. I know right now you have borne no children. I know right now it seems like everything is bad. I know that right now you are barren. There's no productivity. But 
you shall conceive and you shall bear a son. Now, therefore, he starts giving instruction. Please be careful. Be careful not to drink wine or similar drink. Uh oh. Y'all see how quiet it got now? See, we don't like rules, we don't like parameters, we don't like boundaries. Sometimes boundaries are good for you. Sometimes boundaries help you expand where you are supposed to be. And the angel said to her, Now therefore, because you shall conceive, and because you shall bear a son, now, for, now therefore, please be careful. Do not drink wine or similar drinks, and do not eat anything unclean. In other words, take caution and care what you put into your body because it matters what you put into your body she was about to have a child she'd already received the promise he said take care of your body I I knew I wouldn't get no amens come over here this side the angel was saying take care of your body be careful what you eat what you drink be careful I could go a step further and say, be careful what you see, be careful where you go, be careful what you listen to, be careful what comes out of your mouth, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So he said, be careful. He said, for behold, you shall conceive. He's confirming it to her again. He's already told her once. Now he's telling her again. Behold, you shall conceive and you shall bear a son. Somebody say, give birth. And no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. Oh. From the womb. From the womb. I could preach right here, but we've already had the shift. God's already moving, so I'll just move on. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. He shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. God will send a deliverer When you are in captivity, when you are bound, when you have been bound for some 40 years, God will still send a deliverer to deliver you out of your captivity and to open the door for your freedom and for your liberation. God has a plan. He did it with a barren woman who could not have a child. He did it with a barren woman who had not been able to give birth, and she wanted to give birth. God says, he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. So the woman bore a son. Confirmation. There it is. End of story. Right? She bore a son and she called his name Sunshine. Radiant. Ray. Brightness. That's what Samson means, by the way, in case you thought I was just being funny. The woman bore a son, and she called his name Samson. Sunshine, brightness, shining, radiant, radiance, beam of light. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move. There it is. Begin to move among Samson 
at Mahana, Dan, between Zorah and Esdaol. Hmm. So the Spirit began to move on sunshine between Mahanadan. The word Mahanadan there means the camping place of the troops or the army or the band of warriors. Between there and the wafting, the beasting, the place of scourging, of leprosy, and Eshtael, which means strong woman. God be forbid if we could find any strong women around here. Strong women are dangerous. Strong women are dangerous women. Strong women are warrior women. I wish I had some help up in here. I thought somehow I would get somebody to help me. I thought some of you warrior women would help me up in here today. The Spirit of the Lord began to move among him between the place of the the mighty warriors that were camping, the troops, the band of men, this place over here that was scourging of leprosy, but over here there was a group of strong women. The, the town was called Strong Women. The place was called Strong Women. And God began to move on Samson at that place. Mm-mm-mm. So watch God on the move in Samson's life. Manoah's wife was barren. She could have no children. She had no fruit. She had no production. No matter what they did, it was was medically improbable. Medically impossible because the angel said, right now she's barren, which means she cannot She had not, she did not, she could not have any children. She was barren. But the angel showed up with a fresh word. See, God's always got a fresh word. And God is always on the move. And wherever God is on the move, there's always a fresh word. His mercies are new every morning, as has already been reiterated to you today. And when he, when he is on the move, you can get ready for a fresh word. You can get ready for a fresh touch. You can get ready for a fresh encounter. You can get ready for God's Spirit to do something because God is on the move. And when God makes a deposit in us, and He does on a regular basis, if you've never been saved, God has made it deposit in you if you've never known him if you've never read this book one time in your life God has still put something in you James said every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and it comes down from the father of lights so he's made deposits in us we have conceived sometimes people just decide to abort Instead of give birth. Oh, it got quiet again. The angel came with a fresh word, appeared with a fresh word and said, I know you are barren now, but you shall conceive. 
Something is coming. Something is happening. God is going to take what he puts in you. You're going to give birth to that. And he shall be called Samson, which means sunshine. He shall be a ray of hope. He shall be a bright hope to a lost and dying world, to people that are in captivity. They are in depravity. They are bound. They are slaves. They have been oppressed and depressed, but he shall come and be their deliverer. And then the Bible says they believed. That's where a lot of people stop right there. They don't believe. They get a word. They get a deposit. If you live in America, you've heard the word of God, but people don't believe. Guess what? The belief systems are shifting. God is moving. When God begins to move, people that didn't believe start believing because they say seeing is believing. No, it's really really the other way around. Believing is seeing. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can believe it, you can receive it. But you've got to believe it first. But as God begins to pour out his spirit in the last days, we're going to see people that will see it and then they will believe it because they see it with their own eyes. There is a move of God in planet earth. God has promised a last day revival. He said in the last days, he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. So they believed. And when you believe, something begins to happen. When you believe the word of God that says you are healed, guess what? You are healed. When you believe the word of God for salvation and you believe it, then you are saved. When you call on him and believe him for salvation, then you are saved. Believe. They believed. They set the example for us. They believed the word of God. They believed the fresh word that came to the angel. They believed that a barren woman who could not conceive could receive a touch from God, and then she could conceive, and she could give birth. They believed it. We have to believe. And then they worshiped. The Bible says, if we had time to read the entire passage, the Bible says that they took a goat and they made a burnt offering and put it on the rock. And the Lord consumed it with fire. And then the angel went up with the fire into the heavens. They were worshipers. They wanted to give honor to God because of the word they had received. They believed it, so they wanted to give honor. They wanted to worship. And the reason we come in here on Sunday and we begin to worship is because worship sets the atmosphere. The Bible says God is inhabits the praises of his people in psalm 22 verse 3 it says god inhabits the praises of israel we the people of god when we come together and we are the new testament israel we are god's children and when we begin to worship him he inhabits his people they worshiped you've heard me say many times miracles come on the wings of your praise when you praise him God shows up. When two or three are gathered in his name, Matthew 18, he said, I'm in the midst. So they worshiped him. They worshiped and she birthed a son. She gave birth. She conceived and she gave birth. And Samson was born. Watch God move in Samson's life. But you got to understand the enemy wants your life to be barren. He wants to steal every seed that God has deposited in you. John 10, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He wants to steal from you. He wants to take from you. He wants you to be barren. He wants you to not have any productivity. He wants you to be depleted, to be empty. He wants you to give up on your salvation. He wants you to give up on everything. 
And over the last two years, there have been more suicides in this country than ever before. There's been more oppression and more depression than ever before. People are wanting to give up. 76% of people that attended church like this on a Sunday morning two years ago, 76% stopped going to church. Some have come back, but a large majority have not come back. And some folks, some theologians believe they will never come back. But God is present in your oppression, in your barrenness, in your lack of productivity. God is present and he knows your situation. He knows where you are. God wants you to be productive. God wants you to give birth to that which he has deposited in you. The enemy wants to steal it, but the dreams that you have, they came from God. We think it's all us that we dreamed up this or we dreamed up that. But James 1 said every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. It comes down to us. He makes a deposit in us. So our dreams, our visions, our plans, our goals, those things that we want to accomplish, God gave those to us. God gave those to you. He wants you to fulfill those. He wants you to fulfill your purpose and your destiny. He wants you to walk in your devil-conquering destiny. He didn't give them, for, give them to you for them to be aborted, for them to die, for them to be buried. He is the God of the resurrection. The whole reason that Jesus came and died on the cross was so he could be resurrected on the third day and give us eternal life. And he set the pattern. He set the example. He wants us to resurrect. Those things that have been in you that have died, those things that you have buried, those, those things in you that you felt like you were barren, there was no possible purpose for them to be birthed. He wants to resurrect those in you. He knows your situation. You will conceive and you will give birth. I say to you, dream again, dream again, dream again. What has God put in you? What do you have in your spirit? What's in your, what's in your spirit, in your mind? What is it that you're supposed to do, that you know you're supposed to do, that you've not done yet? What book are you supposed to write? What song are you supposed to write? What business are you supposed to build? Who are you supposed to help? What ministry are, so you, are you supposed to, to birth, to raise up? You will conceive. And I declare and decree today, not only will you conceive, but you will give birth to that which God has put in you. You say, well, how can I do it, Pastor? So much time has passed. Some of the dreams I had as a kid, as a youth, they've, they've passed. I've, they've not come to pass. I've fallen into the, the rut. Here's the rules of engagement. Be careful, be holy, be obedient, be a worshiper, be a believer, don't doubt. It's that simple. It's right there in Judges chapter 13. Be careful. Be careful what you do, where you go, how you act, what you see, what you read. Be careful who you hang out with. Somebody say amen. amen. Be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. God's got a plan. God's got a purpose. But we have to be, per we have to be, be careful. We have to be intentional with what we do. Because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. The enemy comes with his bling bling. He tries to dazzle you. He tries to get you off course. So you have to be careful. You have to be holy. The angel told her, don't drink certain things. Don't eat certain things. Be careful. Be holy. Because that which is in you is a gift of God. It is a seed. And you don't want anything, any outside thing to enter into your body to affect 
that which God has deposited in you. The Bible says, God says, be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Hebrews 12, 14, he said, follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Don't shout me down. It's just the Bible. Then he said, be obedient. You know, we're obedient when it's, when it's convenient, when we want to do it. Being obedient does not have anything, have anything to do about whether you want to or not. When God speaks to us, he wants us to be obedient so he can fulfill his purpose in the earth. Be obedient. The Bible says to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than whatever sacrifice you come up with. You can sacrifice, that's good. You can make a sacrificial offering, that's good. You can go out and kill a goat and put him on a rock and set him on fire, that's wonderful. Hallelujah. (laughs) Have fun. But he said, obey me. And then we're supposed to be worshipers. That is fun. Because when you begin to worship, the atmosphere does shift. When you begin to worship, while you are worshiping him, all your problems seem to vanish away. All the problems get dim. They, they, they become small. All the battles, the obstacles, the storms, all of those things, they, they're nothing compared to your relationship with him and what happens when you are in his presence. Because when you begin to worship him, peace comes in. When you begin to worship, strength comes. When you begin to worship, you get overwhelmed and overcome with joy. When you begin to worship, his presence, his anointing baptizes you. When you begin to worship, him everything changes everything shifts why because God is on the move I need a touch I need a touch of God I need God to move in my life I need God to move in my church I need God to move in my city in my region in my country I need God to move we need a move of God I'm expecting a move of God oh I'm experiencing a move of God because the shift has already begun everything's already changing and shifting we've never been here before and as we look at it it might seem strange it might seem peculiar it's not what we've walked in before but God is moving oh I came by to tell you there is a move we need to worship him because he is moving and when we worship him he inhabits the praises of his people when we worship him when two or three get together in his name to worship he shows up in the midst of him I just came to worship I I came to praise him. I came to bless him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And somehow when you worship, he begins to move and it's much easier to believe. It's much easier to say, I I know I, I felt his presence. I sensed his presence. I know that I know that I know that I know. I've seen him work in others. What he did for others, I know he will do for me. It is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he will do for me. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. Be a believer. Don't doubt. 
don't doubt. Don't put doubt out of your mind. What does this book say? What does this book tell you he is? What does this book tell you he will do? He's a healer. He's a miracle worker. He's a deliverer. He will set you free. He will bless you. He will give you supernatural favor. He will bring increase into your hands. He will multiply you. He will bless your seed, your children, and your children's children. Just believe. Do not doubt, but believe. The Bible says if you can believe, all things are possible if you'll only believe. Come on, get on your feet. If you can believe, all things are possible. If you can just believe, God is on the move. And when you allow him to move in your life, everything changes. When you, you didn't hear me, when you allow God to move in your life, everything changes. Come on, lift your hands and just begin to praise him. Don't ask him for anything. Just begin to praise him. Just begin to bless him. Begin to worship him. Begin to thank him. Begin to honor him. Just begin to shout out with a voice of triumph. He is holy. He is holy. He is holy is the Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Holy is your name. Healer is your name. Power is your name. Deliverer is your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. There's nobody like you. You're a wonder-working God. You are a miracle-working God. You are a mountain-moving God. You are a water-walking God. You are a giant-slaying God. You are everything we need. You are healer, deliverer, miracle-worker. Praise your name. Praise your name. Praise your name. Pray. Come on, praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him for his move. Praise him for his touch. Praise him for strength. Praise him for hope. Praise him for joy. Praise him for who he is. Praise him for what he's doing. Praise him for what he will do. Hallelujah. 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 I declare and decree there is a move. God is moving. As a matter of fact, since Genesis 1, he has been moving. He moved across the face of the waters. He brooded across the face of the waters. He stirred and moved, and he has never stopped moving. He has never stopped touching his people. He has never stopped touching those in the earth. Come on, praise him, praise him, praise him. If you need a healing touch right now, lift your hands. If you need a financial breakthrough, lift your hands and praise Him. If you need a miracle with your son, with your daughter, praise Him. If you need a breakthrough in some area of your life right now, praise Him. Right now, you are conceiving. Right now, He is making a deposit. Right now, He is putting in your spirit strategies and plans and direction and how-to and purpose to accomplish what's in you right now. You are receiving. Come on, keep your hands lifted. Praise Him right now. Praise Him. Praise Him. 
you are conceiving right now. God is making deposits in your spirit right now. Let him touch you. Let him minister to you. Let him heal you. Let him give you that new idea. Let him give it to you right now, right now, right now. Whatever you need, you are receiving in Jesus' name. Whatever you need from him, he is making the deposit. He's touching your body. He's touching your mind. He's touching your spirit. In Jesus' name, there is a shift in the atmosphere right now. There is a shift. There is movement in the atmosphere. God is moving. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.